for the Steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steak Shapiro. I slept in a closet in Cape Cod, <laughs> drunk. Sandra Golden. I hope they kept the receipt, because yeah. they're all coming back, and they're going to be in discounted at TJ Maxx. Rusty Menzel. They had that when I was playing travel softball in February. That's why I was 50 pounds heavier. And Drew Butler. Cam probably put his hands on him like, little man, make a smart decision. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome to Thursday. Steak Shapiro, Sandra Golden. Two hours, two hours, two hours. of uh, Sports Talk Radio and a bunch of other things going on. It's Leap Day today, February 29th, Leap Day. According to the folks on V103, where I just did my segment, you're, uh, women are supposed to ask men out on Leap Day, which I guess means like take a leap or a leap of faith. Or, oh, I like I that. I guess that's what it is. So. Take care of your man, or if you've been thinking about asking a dude out, I guess leap day is the day. When to you do were it. younger and single, did you like that approach from ladies? I don't like, think. I, I don't. Hi, Stakey. I don't think we grew up in an era where that happened too often. Did you right? have a Sadie Hawkins like at school when the Not girls really. asked? Not really. Not really. Did y'all? Yeah, all the boys in the back. Yeah. yeah. So like, uh, I was just talking about this on the other station. Like the men. I mean, listen, it, men have all the advantages for sure. Like we know that, right? Just watch Mad Men; you'll figure it out. So. Um, but <laughs> yeah, men had it easy for a long time. However, the thing about asking girls out and like we grew up in a disco era. So me and my buddies like walking into a discotheque and there's like four girls and you just like walk over and like, Hey, you want to dance? And yeah, they're like, yeah. no. And then that walk back when your buddies are all just laughing at you, right? Right, right, Or, like, right. going to Confetti's. You remember Confetti's? Oh, my goodness, Do you remember yes. that place? Do you remember or the limelight a, disco Kroger? Lo- or, oh uh, God, or living no. in, or going to Lauderdale yeah. and going to, like, the candy room mm-hmm. or whatever those places. Like, it's, you know, men, men put themselves out there. Boys, men, whatever. It is. There's nothing scarier. Even, like, camp socials. You gotta walk across the rec hall. <laughs> you gotta walk out to you wanna, oh, da- that's you so wanna cute. dance. Oh, yeah. dude, it's so stressful. Right. So stressful. Anyway, talking about stressful, I didn't mention this in the pre show meeting. Very stressful moment in the Shapiro house last night. Okay. Unbelievable drama of the of the highest level. I get a call from Kimberly. My daughter's going away on a uh, on a trip with her school and they're packing and there's a, there's a lot of commotion at the house. Um, you need to come downstairs. I was like, oh, boy. You, you don't want to hear that from, from the wife. Okay. You need to come downstairs. I was like, yeah, I'll be right down there. Me and Bobby, we were uh, watching some sports documentaries. No, you need to come now. As I'm headed down, she, she says to me, um, we have a problem in the living room. I just want you to be ready for it. Rocco <gasps> goes in the back, grabs a possum, oh, and no. brings him and delivers him. Right smack in the middle of our living room, oh, and let no. me tell you, they were freaking. You want to you want to see a sixteen year old girl lose her mind? This friggin' possum is sitting, <laughs> dude. It's all all hell breaks loose. And again, here's the thing with a possum: you don't know if they're playing possum and they're alive, mm-hmm. or if he really just <laughs> took them out. Right, right, right. So like, there's one thing you don't want to see. Especially a Jewish man who's not, you know. Like, I want to hear how you got it out. So, dude, it was such a freak session. And they're so nasty looking. And it's right in the middle of the living room. And, bro, like everybody scatters. And then Stakey has to handle it. Give me a box! <laughs> Give me a box! <laughs> so like, we don't have a box! Oh, Get a box! Was it Get 
Was it big? Yeah, it's huge. Oh, I, I, no. I got photos. Like I'll show you. It's like a mama possum. Oh, oh dude, no. it was crazy. So I go downstairs to where we have all this storage. It's like all this seven ninety of his own stuff in these big plastic uh, containers. Yeah. Right? That believe me, it was all this like when we when we sold the radio station. I had boxes and boxes and boxes of videos, and I dump everything, get this huge plastic box, I slap it on top of it, and just slide the possum. You got to slide it, but it's so nasty because the thing's been beaten up, right? So you imagine what's on the floor right oh, there. Oh no! And then, <laughs> dude, it was just it, it, it's just not what you want to see oh. at eight forty five p.m. in your living room, like a like. And then of course I get the possum outside. And you can see that sucker wasn't dead. That sucker was alive. That's and with good. A, good. Good because good. Possums, be- do you know how possums are so good for the environment and they're natural scavengers? Really? They are what eats ticks. They are what Listen, eats I, ticks I and rattlesnakes and I everything. Was, the only thing I was glad about is that I don't, so once I put him on the patio, if he's, if he's dead, then I got to go deal with that few hours later or petting him in a plastic. Yeah, because Rocco's going to go find it and or, eat yeah, it. Yeah, so you could see. Once he got outside, you see those eyelids yeah, open. Yeah, he's smoking see a that, cigarette. And, he's and like, then he's just like, see you later. Out the door. Good luck, God. So, Yeah. But it's just, and Rocco doesn't know what's going on because we're looking at him like, bro, you can't be bringing that. But that's a sign that Rocco really loves you. You know, that's a sign from pets when they want to show you their uh, finds. By the way, if Dude, I could be a fly that on house, that wall. That house was, we were losing our, I mean, they... My, my, and then, and then I'm gonna my, need to see video. I go, and you I started talking to Nola. I was like, Nola, what happened? I don't want to think about what just happened. I'm going <laughs> to pretend it never happened. I don't want to speak on that. Like something like <laughs> traumatic. Like oh. she'll be at our shrink's couch. Oh, but anyway, the best. that's not the first time that he's brought a possum back into the house. And uh, so anyway, you'd be proud of me. I, 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 I am. I, I moved, cannot believe you I didn't call quickly. 911. I got that kind is what of a, I thought you were going to I got say. kind of a kid. No, I mean, you got to get. Here's what I'm relieved. What if the possum like wakes up and is in the house? Like I had this. That vision. possum wasn't waking up in the it house. He knew right. exactly he knew. what he was doing. All right, so yeah. that was my he's, drama last night. He's out night. back smoking a cigarette. Yeah, hilarious. That, yeah, that was my nine at nine. That was the big story. That so. is the big. Story. Oh. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top nine at nine. Nine, nine. on the steakhouse. Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. Right in Oh my Animal. god, that is so funny. So upsetting. Yeah. Man. So take care of possums, y'all. They're good. They kill ticks, okay. and it's a big deal. Take care of um, them. Don't look at the box scores. In my opinion for spring training. That's what I've been told my whole life. Go look at the video of A.J. smith Shaver yesterday and a 99-mile-an-hour, like, split uh, slider that's moving all over the place. I showed it to Steak this morning. Yeah, and he's got great stuff. Doesn't mean he's a great pitcher. And, I mean, he's taken... Listen, it's it's fascinating because he was the big name at last spring training. Von Grissom was the big name at last spring training. We've already talked about Kyle Wright and Ian Anderson and Mike Soroka. Do you remember how big the Mike Soroka story was last spring oh training God. about, like, you know, his 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 road back? So, like, you know, A.J. Smith-Sharp is not a big story now, um, and his stuff looked pretty good, but he still wasn't a, wasn't a perfect outing. Right. And, again, we'll talk to Grant McCauley about what are uh, – what what is the fifth starter look like and what are the, the things to watch that mattered. It's certainly not scores, right? right? I want to know if they can't broke today. Who's in the five spot? Who yeah. are they getting in? Good God, am I hearing so much about Chris Sale? Yeah, from Chris Sale. Was, well, he was awesome on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, Michael Harris, by the way, 
430-foot home run out of the ballpark yesterday in Clearwater. Second home run of the spring. Uh, Braves got a split squad today. And today, y'all, is the first day you can watch the games. They're streaming on Braves.com, AtlantaBraves.com. You can watch the whole thing. That is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you just get online and for free you can watch the games. You can watch them. So you're sitting at your... You know, desk or you're driving. Well, don't watch it while you're driving. You can certainly listen to it on the stream. So that's awesome. Yeah, MLB.com has it slash Braves, but AtlantaBraves.com, you get it going. I'm super pumped about that. Hawks are in Brooklyn tonight, 7.30 tip. Our pregame begins at 7. Yeah, most interesting Hawks games, I think, in a couple of years. I'm not even kidding. If if they can play well without Trey Young, I believe Trey Young will be moved. I don't think there's any question. You said it. I credited you yesterday. Not that it was that complicated, but I always like to give kudos when you're just like, it's broken. It's not working. So what? how's that? Like, it's a very simple statement. They're never coming back next year with the same team. Right. And that doesn't mean they're going to cut Sadiq Bay. That means either Trey Young is gone or DeJounte and multiple players are gone because it's not working. They're eight games under 500. Now, I watched the other night. I talked about it yesterday. There's great ball movement. There's activity. They're playing defensively. They're holding folks to 100 points. So these next four weeks will determine the the fate of Trey Young in Atlanta. I wholeheartedly believe that. Brooklyn, two games, and then I'm, I'll be there next Tuesday night at Madison Square Garden. Yes, as they take I'm on so the Knicks. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see that team that I watched the other night. And this isn't Trey bashing. This is reality, man. They, they got a big decision to make. So uh, a couple other things last night. Uh, what's our guy's name at Tennessee Day Day? That kid is ridiculous. They beat Auburn. Um, what Dalton Connect. Yeah. What they beat Auburn? What's that final? Uh, beat them by it, 10 80, or something? Uh, yeah, uh, beat them by eight. Okay. Which one of you said Tennessee is your sleeper? That was me. Okay. Yeah, yeah I said South Carolina would be the Ooh, sleeper like out of the Tennessee is the best chance of a national championship out of the SEC. Better than Kentucky, better than Alabama, better than Florida, better than Auburn. Tennessee, who has never been to a Final Four. Is that true? Wow. Ever. Wow. History. So that's <laughs> Ernie Grunfeld and Bernard King. That's all the Bruce Pearl teams. That's all these Rick Barnes teams. They've never been to a Final Four. They've only been to one Final Eight, and that was 2010. Big win. Also, LeBron, biggest comeback in his career. They're down 21 against the Clippers. He hits five threes at 39 years old, Dang. and they win last night. I watched the game. I was up. I was traumatized by the possum. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> so I was up watching LeBron James as well. Combine, by the way, defensive linemen and linebackers are up first today. You're going to actually get to see them do their thing. I'm sure Rusty's already in front of his TV watching. So yeah. There you go. Well, he'll be spending a lot of time. He won't mm-hmm. see his kids for at least a week. When we come back, uh, is there a leader in the clubhouse to brace fifth starter? And do the Bears want to get this Justin Fields thing done one way or another by the weekend? By the end of the weekend? We'll find out. It's the Steakhouse. It's the 9 o'clock hour. It's brought to you by our friends at Advanced Hair Restoration. One day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. We're coming back. Grant McCauley on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Fastest and most fun two hours in radio. It's the Steakhouse. Yeah, let's go. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Stake Shapiro, Sandra Golden, 9 o'clock hour, brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. It's the Possum Show. It's also the Leap Day Show, February 29th. It's also a show. We'll have Darren Ravel at 10 o'clock. 
He is the premier sports business writer in America. Also, very controversial figure. We'll ask him why he's always getting in beefs with everybody. Yeah. Um, and I will ask about some of his most famous ones. Also, uh, a lot of conversation. I mean, a ton that Justin Fields will be an Atlanta Falcon by the weekend, by the end of the weekend. And um, I told you yesterday, Sandra, I believe we'll be driving on 7585 in July. We'll be looking at a billboard. It'll have Raheem Morris in that nice-looking black Falcons, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. pullover. Mm-hmm. And it'll be Justin Fields in a black Falcons jersey. And it's like, you know, coming home or something like Love that. It. You'll see the two of them. And I think we'll be sold out to the rafters for opening day. And I think hope will be restored. And Arthur Blank, the darkest hours, that blowout loss to New Orleans, the blowout loss to Chicago, the loss to Carolina, where it felt like the fan base had absolutely left. Mm-hmm. I think they'll all be back, and I think uh, we're both on board for it. I love it. Bring them on home. Did you see the video of Justin Fields in his kitchen? I yeah, guess you the, just showed it to the me. The agent put it out there, and you can hear him say, I'm going home. Yeah. And he's he's clearly excited. It's so that's why I think the steam this morning on Twitter especially is it's happening. Yeah. So well, it's I feel like we're on like a headline watch for sure. I it could so. happen I immediately. I, yeah, I, I think um, the question is how much did we have to give up and can we keep our eighth pick? Maybe we give up next year's number one. We shall. Whatever we shall it see. takes. You are a desperate franchise you know, to land the right quarterback. So whatever it if takes. If he is. Yeah, if he get is. Get it. Get it Listen, done. Listen, there's a lot of people watching for three years and said that's not the right quarterback. If Raheem Morris believes in him, I'll, I'm – I'm in. If Terry Fano believes in him, then I'm in as well. So I saw what he did to the Falcons. Looked pretty good to me that I'll second say, to last week of this season. The, resume the opposite of the Falcons is a team that has their team mm. lined up as a contender, all the pieces, no fan um, uh, tentativeness at all. Uh, that's the Braves. Grant was just down there. He joins us, obviously, our Braves reporter. Safe to say, of all the years you've covered the Braves, maybe the least amount of stories coming out of uh, spring training that we've seen. Is that accurate? Yeah, certainly from a battle perspective. I talked to Brian Snitker. He was on From the Diamond with me this past week, and I asked him, I was like, in all your spring trainings, is this one of those where you feel like the most pieces are in place for you? And he said, yeah, I mean, there's still stuff to watch. I mean, you got, I think, the fifth starter battles won. I mean, maybe a spot in the bullpen. You want to round out your bench and just get an impression from some of the guys that you might need over the course of the season. But, no, I mean, there's not a lot of intrigue. You're not trying to figure out who's the starting this or that or the other. It's a great club that's coming back from a 2023 in which they very much feel like they left some stuff on the table. They got some things to prove, some unfinished business, as it were. Grant, if, if camp breaks today, who's the fifth starter? I think that in the early going, they're intrigued enough by Reynaldo Lopez that he might get that shot. But fortunately for all of us, and maybe for Bryce Elder more specifically, camp doesn't break today. But I think that with Lopez coming in on a three-year deal, $10 million a year, he's a great bullpen piece. And at that price, he could end up playing a huge role for the Braves as it is. But the fact that he has this opportunity to start something he hasn't done in a few years, I think they want to find out this spring training exactly what he has to offer. But I don't think that we're going to go in through, into and through a season where we're not going to use a bunch of different starting pitchers or see a bunch of different starting pitchers because last year showed us that, and so did the year before and the year before that. Yeah, no, so I, I'm, uh, I'm Alex, interested. Alex comes on every year and, and says, we'll start 13 guys. I mean, there'll be 13 yeah. different right. starting yeah. pitchers. <laughs> right. And he tells you that in April. I mean, he knows he's been around. And, and you know, in an era with bullpen starts and that type of thing, 
of course, a ton of guys are going to roll through there. I, to me, what's so fascinating is the the ebb and flow of a starting pitcher's career. And you just have mm-hmm. to look at Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright, Mike Soroka, our buddy back in the day, Chris Medlin, guys. Like, you know, it, we, we, you can be at the absolute top of the food chain, and it can end. And when it does, boy, does it happen quickly. Whoever thought Kyle Wright would be moved the way he was or Soroka, who was the phenom. But that's the modern-day Major League starting situation. Yeah, I mean, and it can happen. And and I don't know that it's even unique to this particular era or generation. I mean, you go through a lot of starting pitchers. You go through a lot of pitchers in general. The turnover for a bullpen, I mean, think about how important the night shift was to the Braves in 2021 and how we felt like, what a group. I mean, they really put the club on their backs, pitched these through these huge innings, had all of these great performances, and were integral to the Braves winning that World Series. By the time you got to the end of the next season, I mean, that group had really started to scatter. And now you got A.J. Mentor, and you got Tyler Matzik coming back. But the rest of that group has all since moved on, and now they're just kind of reloading and retooling. And I think that's true for the rotation as well. And that's Soroka, Cal Wright. I mean, these are all guys that the Braves saw being a big part of their future. But sometimes plans just change, and injuries are a big reason why. What do you think you'll get from uh, our new left fielder this year? I think that the biggest thing that he's going to get is the opportunity to come in without the sky-high expectations of becoming the face of the franchise because that's what the expectation was in Seattle. So he's got all the tools, as they say. I mean, he's a guy that he knows how to draw walks. The strikeouts have been a problem for him at the big league level. But if he can just normalize that a bit, get the hard hit rate up, get the ball in the air, which is something I think Kevin Seitzer and his group have done a really great job of really maximizing hitters' effectiveness in Atlanta. Snit talks about the environment that they have for hitting. I think that's going to benefit him. So if I were to just ballpark what would be a good season from him, 270 or above, 20, 25 home runs, 15 or so stolen bases, and he's a really good defender, I think he's going to fit right in with this club. And with the expectations and the, the pressure perhaps off, Maybe this is the environment to change scenery they always talk about that's going to kind of be an X factor. you got to get the 30% strikeout number down. That's an yeah. enormous yeah. number, and that doesn't work. Uh, how good did Chris Sale look the other day? I thought he looked terrific, and this is what the Braves were hoping that they would see is a guy that comes out there, fills up the strike zone with a great fastball and slider, but he's got some other, I think, really important pitches to his arsenal. He's not just a, a one- or two-trick pony, as they say, but he's, he's a guy that's, you know, from his intensity level – and the credibility that he brings is somebody who has been, you know, one of the Cy Young Award contenders, the Major League Strikeout leader, a World Series champion, and just the most intense competitor that you'll find. This is uh, the kind of first impression that you wanted to see. I, I hate to get too excited over two innings, but if you were looking for Chris Sale to come out and say, hey, I'm here, I'm healthy, and this is what it looks like, that first start went a long way for me. There was so much chatter even before he was on the mound, Grant. It's Grant McCauley, our Braves beat reporter here in the Steakhouse. I have never seen every single storyline as, wow, Chris Sale. What, what's he like? I, I think that when you talk to him and, like, the media availability, you just kind of gather around his locker, and he had to answer all the questions about his health and then some about the trade and was he surprised and is he happy to be here and all those things. And you hear about the intensity, but I think he saves a lot of that for the field. Mm-hmm. So I, I got a impression of a guy that is genuinely quite happy in anything that he said. And that you've read about him about coming to the Braves, he's thrilled to be here and to be part of this, to be part of a winner. I think it was a bit surprising for him to get traded, but that I think is kind of a, a tip to a tip of the cap to Alex Anthopoulos for identifying a trade target that maybe other teams weren't even thinking about and finding a way to get him in a Braves uniform. So 
I think that there's a quietness around in, in the clubhouse, a quiet confidence, if you will. But when he gets between those two white lines, I mean, Spencer Strider said it best, that guy, regardless of anything else, his number one priority is win. Feels like Spencer Strider's headed for a Cy Young at some mm-hmm. point in his career. No reason to think it couldn't be this year. No, I mean, there was reason to think it could have been last year. And I think save a couple of starts that might have – you know, changed the way a little bit of perception was about him because his ERA dumped up a little bit. I mean, you got a major league strikeout winner who won 20 games. A lot of years that's going to win a Cy Young. And now he goes into the offseason feeling like, okay, what can I add to my arsenal? Now he's playing around with a curveball. He's got a changeup that he doesn't throw a lot, but when he does, it's an ultra-effective pitch. And he's got two elite pitches with his fastball and slider. And when I talked to him down in spring training, he said, I'm not trying to get away from that one-two punch but finding other ways to give hitters something else to contend with. That could take him from a 280 strikeout pitcher to a 300-plus strikeout pitcher, and I could see that happening this year. Yeah, I would, I would lay down. I, I got to see the odds are. I'd feel very comfortable laying some or getting, get, getting some odds that uh, Spencer's try to win the Cy Young. Great stuff, Grant. Any updates on Northport's come a long way? How's it look? And it continues to evolve as a great spring training town. Yeah, you wouldn't know that storm blew through there last off season because they had that place all back together last year and, and certainly this year. I mean, the Rays were a little bit further away, and they had to go train at the Trop last year, and they're back in Port Charlotte. So I know the Braves are excited to have their neighbor back. But, yeah, they continue to develop that area. I think that as we look in five and ten years, it's going to be incredible to see what they've built all around that Braves spring training complex. It's a pretty fun spot. So if you get a chance to take a trip down there, I highly recommend it. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you down the line. You got it. All right. There you go. Braves conversation. And it's going to be very similar to that over the next few weeks trying to listen. No headlines coming out of Braves other than get up here. Let's get to Philadelphia on that opening week. And let's get let's get uh, down Please to business. Please God let Chris Sale be pitching against Bryce Harper. Well, that'd be fun, huh? That'd be awesome. Does he hit him? I don't think Chris Sale does, no. I don't think anybody hits him, but... I don't know if it's Chris Sale's job to hit him, feels it's somebody else, but it'll be fun regardless. It's Chris Sale's job to hit him. All right. I decided. I don't want to get hit by Chris Sale, I promise you that. That is nasty (laughs) stuff. When we come back, the interview process in picking your number one pick or picking your guy in the locker room. We're going to ask folks a simple question. Whether you're a boss that has been on the other end of absolutely bizarre interviews or have you been interviewed in the past, we talked to Bo, he says in five minutes – He knows if I'm hiring this guy. Five minutes. Love to hear from bosses out there. The interview process, the lost art of getting a job when you're staring across a table from somebody. We'll do that next. Steak and Sandra, the Steakhouse. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. This show just hits different. It's the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. You know, I love when, when guys get in those rooms and they have the ability to get uncomfortable in those rooms and you're sitting there with the light on you with a bunch of people sitting around you don't know. I love to see when those guys' personality and they get really comfortable in those spaces, right? Because we're in uncomfortable environments all the time. That's our uh, general manager, Terry Fondo. Steak and Sandra, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Are you a boss that has had... Oh, that was Raheem. Raheem. I apologize. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That was Raheem Morris uh, very clearly laying out um, what he loves about the interview process and why he thinks it's important and that it may be the most important element of the combine, especially if you're drafting quarterbacks or leaders 
for your team Mm -hmm. high in the draft and to watch those guys. So one of the things we're asking, if you're somebody that has hired folks, and I am a firm believer that 30 years ago folks were way better at interviews or 25 years ago or 20 years ago. Why do you say that? Because young people just don't communicate the same way. They're super. I don't care if you're Bo hiring it as a GM at a restaurant or, you know, I'm over, you know, I ran radio stations and now run another business. And it's it's just so different with young people now that they're so buried in their phone. They're so buried in communication that does not exist in person or on their phone or I mean on their phone, like talking to people. Right. And I just think I tell my kids all the time, you have an unbelievable advantage in this generation that if you are a great communicator, you're well ahead of most folks. Yeah, yeah. And I just see some really – and people used to walk into – this is what drives me crazy. With the intranet, like when we interviewed 15, 20, 25, 30, you didn't have access to know everything about a company, right? Sure. Now you can literally walk in, have 10 great questions, research people, spend 36 minutes and walk in somewhere and be like – Oh, how'd that thing happen in 2015? We decided to make this move. Or I love the fact that you guys, um, you know, uh, maybe it's a radio station. You know, you've had the rights to the Falcons for 10 years. What's that been like? Or what was it like working with? Like, it's all there. Yeah. And I've interviewed people like, dude, like the all timer, you know, is when you're in sports talk radio and they go like, uh, oh, yeah, uh, you guys are the brave station, right? Hey, that's adorable. No, that's actually WGST. Or that's the other station. Mm-hmm. Or that's So they're like, not listening. They're not, they didn't not do listening. any homework at all. Yeah. Like if you don't even know what teams are on that radio, I've had that happen with salespeople. Oh, yeah, aren't you guys, don't you have that midday show of so-and-so, so-and-so? Oh, you mean those jerk-offs that like to play uh, my voice on the radio because they're idiots and you don't realize we're not on the same station anymore? Yeah, no, that's not the station that we're on. Right. I actually don't have nice, you know, I don't want to make niceties. Like, you seriously don't know what our line, I have seen that. I can't even tell you. We were talking about it because obviously the NFL Combine and the importance, and you could argue it's the most important because you might be the greatest athlete in the world. If you're going to disrupt what's going on inside that locker room, you are screwed. So um, I'm just fascinated by the interview process and kids these days and not even kids, but adults. Like when you interview for a job, you know, you nailed it. You know, you got it. Your follow up. There's etiquette. So the you've whole never thing. lost a job that you interviewed One, for. I, I, I interviewed for Headline News back in the day, and that was my one job I did not get. So, so what surprises me, which says a lot about your interpersonal skills but most of our jobs in broadcasting, the tape is is what speaks. Mm-hmm. Here's my tape. Here's me in Tampa. But you still, Here's me. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of times that interview, as you know from radio, you bring in several. You bring in a few. Yeah. Like you've got to go, like we're bringing you right, in. Right, so you're, it's you and a few other folks. Yeah. And your tape yeah. all, look, all look good because it's your highlights. Exactly. Bo, you said you know within five minutes. Is this in the restaurant business specifically yeah. or other ones? Yeah. And, yeah it, and I've hired hundreds of people. Yeah. Um. The way that a person presents himself and carries yes. himself, yes. you can tell if they're going to be a fit for your business or not. The, the rest of the interview is really just about experience, and I could care less about somebody having experience because I am great at developing and training. Right. You know, but, great point. You, you yeah. know, that's the movement a lot of restaurants had to take. Us. They, they lost 10 million people in the industry. They're like, be honest, be hardworking. I'll teach you that this is not complicated. Right. Right. Like, I'll train you. Just be honest. Um, you know, well-groomed, 
good person We'll figure everything else out. Did you hear Mike Johnson tell about when he was just at the Combine and interviewed? He changed out of his tracksuit into something like a polo and dress pants. You know, Matt Ryan and did a suit Mike, and tie. Do you remember that? I don't. But that, it, it, he told he said Mike Tomlin's like, man, you present yourself really well. And, you know, it, it dress how you want to be treated. That's one of those things my mother taught me when I was 13 years old. Like, dress how you want to be treated. Follow up with a note. Uh, you know, know your stuff before you go in. The other thing that's happening, Steak, and I, I bet you get this as well, all of you guys. I will have girlfriends or friends or dads say, hey, my uh, daughter would love to get into what you're doing. Would you mind calling her? Yeah, no. I and I go, um, I would love to chat with her. But rule number one, you have to teach them to, you know, it's going to be, they'll be nervous, but they need to pick up the phone. Yeah, I've never heard that. Oh, I hear call? that so often. No, I hear. Mind? Here's her number. She's going to reach her? out. Hey, so-and-so reached out yeah. to you. I Which like, I love. I, yeah, it's I, fine. I, but my point to them also, I tell Sophie, you, you, she's trying to get a job in Athens. Uh, and I was like, I reached out to her three weeks ago. I was like, guess mm-hmm. what? You're not high on that list. Mm-mm. Just keep reaching out. Like, that. people are really busy. Yeah. So, like, whatever that takes. I always tell people, the fact that you you sent me three emails and, uh, and, you're, uh, and I got a text. That's you know you're sitting here. I apologize. I didn't get back right away, but that was perfect. Yeah, that was a great That's job. That's a good habit. Yeah. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Bo, have you ever looked across and just maybe it's maybe it's a waste of time to be like this probably is in the way to present yourself. Just a little tip and said to someone 100%. that. Yeah. What do you say? What do you say to him? Like you, you got to look better. You got to present better than this. Look, you have a good recommendation. You have a nice resume. Come back tomorrow. Let's try this again. Yeah. All right. And look, we're you not even asking why? you to wear a suit and tie, right. kids out there listening. Present. Well, but tuck your shirt in. Right. Don't wear a t-shirt. You know, be presentable. Act like you want a job, and you can act like a professional. Yeah. You know? I'd love to yeah. hear from folks that have dealt with more of that, or even somebody that you've been in an interview where you're doing well, but the other guy across the desk was like, what is this guy asking me? Uh, 404-726-0929. 404 the, the the biggest pet peeve um, is when it's like, hey, so tell me why you're interested in in broadcasting or or content or pro- well, you know, I know my mom knows you and and uh, I'm, I'm graduating <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. like you're here because your parents wanted you to go take interviews. Yeah, like why are you wasting my time? You're not into this, and clearly the p- parents like pushed them to say, hey, I know this guy and he runs his business. And he'll talk to you, and I will talk to you if the parents ask me to do it. And then you realize that person doesn't know what they want to do, 100%, right? Yep. And or, or it's this one, yeah. Um, call so and so; he's my buddy from here. And then this per, okay. I was like, are you gonna take any notes? Are you gonna? And then they grab their phone. I like to see a dossier or something in their hands, like a notebook and a pen, as opposed to a cell phone. And they're you know, but sure. but but show that. Like, we're, we're, there's some pretty good stuff going here that we're trying to help you with. Like, take a couple of notes, maybe. So if someone gets out their phone and, and is going to do it on a note in there, it, it annoys you. Because now no, you got to look down. You're typing. It doesn't annoy me. I'd rather see them walk in with a notebook, sure. hand a resume, mm-hmm. open that up, have a pen, and start taking I notes. I just wonder if that's old school. Like Ma- that, Probably. Probably. I, I don't know that. I, yeah, Ma- Day-Day's saying no. Let's, Go ahead. let's do Mike. You're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How you doing, Mike? Hey, good. How are you guys? Good, man. 
Yeah, I'm I'm a recruiter and I do uh, interview prep with people all the time, and it it drives me crazy um, to think that they don't teach any of this in college. Um, I mean, they don't. They send these young people out into the world, and uh, you know they they have no skills in this area. So, what's the biggest Um, what's the biggest twenty second pep talk for anybody you're talking to a twenty three year old going for their first job? I, I love your comment about not having parents make phone calls for you and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I, I always push back on that and say, okay, I, I'm, I'm happy to help your new college grad. Here's my email address. Here's my phone number. They have to call me. I'm not going to chase them. Right. And usually I don't hear from them. Yeah, of course, because their parents yeah, are the ones driving. Crazy. Thanks for the call. Drew and Marietta. Drew, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How you doing, Drew? Good, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, just like the last uh, the last caller, I do something similar. I'm actually a sales executive for an engineering recruiting firm. And um, so we're actually doing preliminary interviews and trying to sell our candidates. And, you know, we're selling basically, um, you know, people who are qualified. But these are senior-level engineers and yep. hiring managers themselves. They will be, right? And some of these younger folks, um, you know, I'm only 28 myself, but – you know, if you're going to – I'm old school. I, I was raised in a military family. If you're going to be interviewing with somebody, you need to be the person that you would want to hire, you know. If if you wouldn't hire yourself, you know, you So what does that look, what right does that look like? Just t- buttoned up, top to bottom, organized, sitting up forward in your chair, the whole deal? Leaning Absolutely. forward? Absolutely. I'm old school, like I said. So you're, you're wearing a suit and tie for these jobs at least, you know. You've got questions. You've got a copy of your resume for each of the hiring managers. You know, you're you're engaged in the conversation. You're listening. You're taking notes as needed. And, yeah, notes. Um, you know, active active listening is the biggest thing for me. You know, Bo mentioned that within five minutes you would know somebody. I've got a background in multiple different hiring platforms, you know, and backgrounds. I've also done, you know, uh, not restaurant, but like retail hiring. And obviously those are lower paying jobs that but I've hired for that and with those absolutely you know within five minutes. Yeah. You five, know, and you get a lot of that, you right. know, somebody shows up in a hoodie for a job interview kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, that ain't that ain't gonna work. We'll talk more about it later on, but uh it's a big it's a big part of understanding who's gonna be in your locker room. Not a hundred percent. So but after the forty times when I when I tell you when you see a stock rise or fall after this combine, I guarantee you it was part of the interview process. Matt Ryan Soared. 100%. He soared with his interviews, yep. which is yep. why, by the way, you think it's a coincidence that he's so good on CBS? Great communicator. Yep. Very articulate. So CJ Stroud, you'll hear he didn't do well on that Wonderlick. You know what he did do well at? That interview. He nailed it. Yep. So. Good point. Hey, when we come back, uh, Darren Ravel, sports media, how are you going to watch the Braves all season? Where? What's the future of MLB? What about all these streaming services? And why is he always getting in fights? We'll talk to him when we come back and take more calls. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.